fanficmedia.com presents Beyond the Wall, a Game of Thrones podcast. With hosts Christiana Ellis, Chuch Schubert, Vivid Muse, and Nookchus. Welcome to Specfic Media Presents Beyond the Wall, Season Yay. 5, for Game of Thrones, Season 5. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for coming for our kind of preview, which is, I was thinking about this earlier, I had labeled it as a preview, I think, or I guess a warm-up, because I realized warm up. we can't really do a preview because we can't really talk about the next book right, or right. really talk about plot points in the new season, <laughs> since we try oh, to stay spoiler-free other than what has been broadcast on HBO. Yeah. I think I think warm up is exactly the right terminology because it's just a matter of because the show's starting up again so soon there's just lots of buzz about it online it's articles and everything and it's just we're we're ramped up we're ready to talk about it. Yes. Yep. Very true. So a bunch of the actors have been making the talk talk show circuits so we've been mm-hmm. getting little clips here and there. Um, oh, we didn't do our introductions at all. I'm huge. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, rescue we are. On my uh, my YouTube's from left to right, we have Christiana Ellis. Hello. Christiana. <laughs> Tell yeah. us a little about yourself, yeah, partner. Let's do that. <laughs> well, uh, I am a writer and podcaster, and with a chemical engineering day job. Uh, I have done a number of different podcasts, and all of them can be found at ChristianaEllis.com, except for this one, which is right here. But if you're listening to this, you knew that. <laughs> and Nutty? Hello, I'm Nick Joss, and I am the host of the Nutty Bites podcast. I am an artist, a blogger, a podcaster, an all-around geek queen, and you can find me at Nimlast.org. And here. Right. <laughs> Viv? And here, um, I'm Viv. I go by Vivid Muse and all the socials. Um, I don't know if we were going to do this, but um, quick rundown, quick, 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 quick. Chooch has read the first book, none of the others. He's unspoiled on the remaining ones. Nutty and Christiana have read them the entire series multiple times. I'm in the process of rereading book four so that I can read book five. So, that was in a nutshell. Did I miss anything on anybody? As far as our, our Game of Thrones cred? Chooch <laughs> um, and I have been podcasting together since 2007. We've got two here on the specficmedia.com. Um, and we sort of are carrying the torch for our friend that is no longer with us, P.G. Holyfield. If you want to learn more about that, you can go to GoFundMe.com slash P.G. Fund. There is still a live donation site. He's no longer with us, but he's still with us. Um, and um, also, our house, I wanted to ask a question right up front about how spoilery are we going to be because there's something that happened at the end of book one that didn't happen by the end of season four, that's probably going to happen in the first episode. So think about that, ladies, how we can tackle that in a non-spoilery way. Something that happened at the end of book one? I'm sorry, book three. Uh, Yeah, 
end of book three. Okay, yeah. That oh. well, I I think I I think we just we can't comment right. because it hasn't happened on the show. Okay, cool. Yeah. If it's if it's what I think it is, and that's something PG and I talked about at the end of last season, uh, we were not very happy that it wasn't included. No. But from what I've read, it's not going to be. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, so we just won't talk about it. The thing that we won't talk about, yeah. Yeah. or at least it's not, it's not this season. So yes. who knows? <laughs> Unless and I get completely blown out of water and surprised. For viewers, something <laughs> okay. that that we've gotten complaints on here and there is speculation and guesses are different than spoilers. Yeah. You know, I haven't read mm-hmm. I haven't read any of the books past one, so if I make a wild ass guess and it comes true <laughs> or if somebody it's else a makes a guess and it comes true because there are changes between the show and the books and that's something we'll talk about later. Yep. So uh Nettie, you yeah. already did yours and we did Viv's, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's your turn. It's your it's turn, honey. Oh, I'm huge. So yeah, <laughs> podcast for a while, musician as well, and an IT guy, and uh, Game of Thrones avid viewer. <laughs> so of everything that has been shown, HBO's shown a trailer that was shown after the IMAX release, um, mm-hmm. and then like I said, there's been a few clips on the talk shows. Has anything surprised anybody? Anything stood out? <sighs> Uh, Has everybody watched them? I know I haven't. Yeah, I haven't either. I've been kind of, uh, yeah, just, you know, I guess waiting to see it when the actual show starts, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, um, I, I definitely want to know, but it's the same as with the preview chapters they've released for book six. Yeah. There, there's been several of those made available. Uh, to read, I think almost, there's like four or five of them at this point, I believe. But uh, I've, this, I've this week even. Yeah, that's the I'm one like, certainly that know, had it on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I definitely, I kind of, I, I want to wait to you know, now that you know because I'm already convinced that I'm going to read it because I'm already convinced I'm going to watch the show. I kind of want to see it in context. Mm. Um. Just uh, as an FYI, everybody, uh, there is a – it's an interesting sort of a comment chat going on on the YouTube page. Ah. Um, I'm monitoring it right now. We have Mike McCauley over there. Um, and uh, uh, we can uh, – I, I don't know if we're ready to cover his question, but uh, certainly if people have questions, put them in there and we'll, we'll, we'll get to them. Absolutely. Do you guys uh, see that there, or, or I can just monitor it for the group. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get a hold of it. Uh, I put it in the comment tracker, but it's not showing up in my comment tracker, so I'm gonna actually. Have to yeah, what I'm seeing is an interesting format where it's more like a little chat room than the normal comments, and I'm not sure well, why you, why it looks different. But huh. there it why is. Why don't you go ahead and choose? Is it okay if she go ahead? Yeah, goes ahead and yeah I see this. It? Anyone have an opinion? Is that mm-hmm. it? Yeah, on uh, David uh, Benioff making the statement that the show will ruin the books, although I would uh, argue that 
he said that the show will spoil the books, which yeah. is, yeah. I think there's a different connotation. We, yeah. we know what spoilers mean. Ruin seems different to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's something I wanted to talk about for sure. Uh, that's definitely on our agenda. And yeah. it's a, a big topic that's been going on among book fans. And I know for me, number one, well, we have this podcast, so that means I'm definitely going to keep watching the show. Right. Um, but on the other hand, how could I avoid spoilers, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, how could I go through social media and not see what's going to happen in my favorite series? I mean, right. as much as I try to avoid spoilers, I see them all the time. You know, in, in series that I'm behind on, I see spoilers all the time. And I just try to ignore them, but... I think it would be impossible for me to ignore the spoilers here. The other thing is the book is always going to be a million times better than the show as much as I love the show. So how it's portrayed in the show and how it's portrayed in the book are going to be different anyway. It's a different medium. It's a different format and it's not going to be ruined. Uh, Will some Mm -hmm. big events, uh, will I know that certain big events will happen? (laughs) Sure. But that's not going to ruin my reading of it. And there's yeah. so many differences in the books and the movie, uh, the show already that I don't know. Will will what they do in the show actually be what happens in the book? And then mm-hmm. um, if I can uh, point us all out to uh, – there were notes in the margins of uh, the edits for Game of Thrones that were made public um, this summer. And – the plans that George had for the book and the characters are so different from what actually happened that it could actually end up different anyway. So to me, I'm going to keep going with it. If a avid book fan says I can't, that's fine. And I will work not to spoil you or say anything around you. (laughs) I can respect that. Mike did clarify that he, he, misspoke and so I don't think the connotation of ruin was really I think it was just spoil was really the question um yeah meant to say spoil so uh I think it is a really interesting phenomena because do what you know is is it right the right way to even phrase it to say that the show is going to spoil the books because if that's the right way to phrase it, then we also would have had to say the books spoil the show, which is not typically how we think about it, mm-hmm. especially because they're the different adaptations and some of the things happen differently. Um, so it's just interesting to have, you know, there's been plenty of times where something starts as a movie and then they make a novelization of it or something like that uh, or vice versa. But uh, the, uh, you know, to have it start one way and, and switch to the other is really interesting. Um, and then also just as far as like what Nani was just saying, where we don't even necessarily know that that the sh- what the show depicts is what's going to be what happens in the books. I mean, maybe the big broad strokes are going to be there because they've said in the interviews that they talked to uh, George R. R. Martin and they know – at least the broad strokes of what the ending he intends to do is, but lots of things have already been different. And also if George hasn't actually written the end of the books yet, I would say it's not fixed in stone. 
Yeah. I you mean, can change in, it in, in, any in, time in a piece, just... they did say we'll end in the same place. I think so, like, you know, whoever's going to end up on the throne won't change, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, the big stuff is probably going to be the same, but the detail, it's all about the journey, you know, it's how they get there. Um, so you can end up with two the... journeys in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's exciting. You know, I certainly said before on this podcast, but I really enjoy. Uh, exploring the differences between different adaptations of a story. And so I am not disappointed in the least when they're different um, just because I, I enjoy seeing how they're different. And, you know, and I, so I'm excited there uh, too. And it's just kind of really interesting to see it, it switch, especially because there are so many aspects, you know, again, without getting into spoilers, there's so many things that have been different already including just whole subplots from the books that have just been left out and seem like they're just going to be left out of the show. And especially when the show is already, I mean, one of the things that people talked about is that maybe one of the ways that they will avoid having the show overtake the books is just by spending lots of times on, on some of these other subplots. But it seems like that's really not what they're doing. They're just going full steam ahead. You sound Whoa. weird, Tooch. Yeah, I got muffly. There you go. <laughs> I essentially said they have a set number of seasons and they have a production mm-hmm. schedule and it will be met. So, yeah, it doesn't sound like they're stretching anything out. Yeah. Yeah. So it has but, any so I know Christiana and I said we were kind of avoiding spoilers and stuff, but Nutty, have you watched the trailers? Chooch, did you watch any? Of the well, obviously, what's the IMAX trailer? Right, um, right, and we—I t- think we talked about that at mm-hmm. the end of last season that we had gone to see the last two episodes of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. season four on IMAX, and just how spoiled it made us, and that we want to watch them all on IMAX now. Um, I'm very um, disappointed that we haven't seen some package deal where every Sunday you can go to your yeah. IMAX and. Mm-hmm. I'll cancel HBO so fast. I'm I'm jealous of you guys having gone to see that. I couldn't make it happen. <laughs> I have a feeling it'll happen again. I, it was. It seems like it was pretty successful. And I'm I I the the trend that movie theaters have of like showing old movies like The Birds and Sixteen Candles and stuff like that. Um, it's just money waiting to be collected. I think from a lot of people. Yeah, so. for us. Um, I found out the last week that they were doing it that they did extend it to Toronto, and my car broke down that week, and I couldn't get there. Oh my gosh! (laughs) That stinks. It was it was uh, it was doubly annoying because first when I looked it up because on the main IMAX site it doesn't say Toronto. Toronto one, it says Toronto, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta go, I gotta go." And then my car broke down, and I was like, "Oh, that's so annoying." But I did, I did watch two of the trailers that are on the HBO site. Um, I I figured trailers are okay. I didn't watch any scenes. Um, The one trailer where Daenerys is talking about spokes on a wheel and breaking the wheel, uh, with music behind her as she speaks. And that whole narrative is the whole trailer. I thought was a far superior trailer. The other trailer just seemed hodgepodge together and slapped together. It just it didn't really work for me, hmm. um, if that makes any sense. But uh, 
I thought it was nice. I thought it was good. It was exciting. It didn't give too much away. You don't know what's going to happen. It just, you know, I thought it was pretty cool. And I like uh, having Daenerys, you know, sound all authoritative. And then, of course, you got the dragon. Yes. Mm, Always the dragon. Me over with dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch uh, two different clips. So one was a, a clip with Tyrion and one was a clip with uh, Arya. I don't know if discuss what they were about, but um, they were cool because they were, you know, they were subtle and it was, you know, little kind of conversation pieces and uh, just so excited, you know, to see them again, obviously. <laughs> I did see, I did see the cover. I think it was Entertainment Weekly where you've got Maisie Williams dressed as Aria for this year. Um, and I... I won't say the joke, but I'll tell you guys later in the middle of the season, the joke everyone says when they see that cover. But all I could think is, okay, Arya in the books is still a kid. That is not a kid anymore. So already we've got huge changes from mm. the books to, you know, cause you have to deal with the fact that kids are growing up, you know, and Maisie Williams is, she's not a little kid anymore. She's definitely growing up into a young lady and it's obvious She's mm -hmm. beautiful on the cover, and I'm very excited. But uh, her her dress her dress her costume has definitely <laughs> changed, and she's definitely no longer trying to pass for a boy. Not that she could, and uh, uh, it's. But I'm okay with it's that. Exciting. I'm, yeah, no, you know, I know. I mean, it's like with Harry Potter, how they out aid their characters and it was like oh my god they should they're gonna have to recast them and it was like oh please god do not recast these and they didn't and it was perfect and who cares if they were too old they were the faces that we needed to be there at the end of the story so i actually think know. it'd be a little bit easier watching some of aria's storyline progress uh with her being older I mean, it's one of the reasons why they aged the characters up in the first place. I mean, that's true. Well, right. I mean, that's that's something, you know, we go all the way back to our season one podcasts. And I'm always on board with the idea of moving the character, the kids ages up, because even when I was reading the books, I just kind of made that math adjustment in my head anyway saying, yeah, he says Bran is seven, but he acts like he's 12. And so I'm just going to assume that he's actually 12. Um, you know, I'm making those numbers up, but that's just the example. Um, but yeah, so actually having the kid actors be older correspondingly, I think is absolutely the right choice because honestly, I think when George wrote the numbers in the first book, he, he skewed them lower than he should have given how he wrote the characters. Yeah. Well, and, and. It it was stated in an I think it was one of his podcasts I don't remember but at some point I remember him saying that originally he was going to have a five year break between books mm -hmm. so the kids were going to age but it didn't work out so they've been taking on more and more adult roles far past where they were supposed to be aged up anyway mm -hmm. so yeah he definitely undershot those ages. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's all that medieval timesy, you know. Kids grow up faster. Yeah, yeah. Or People something. don't live as long as. Well, another argument that I heard that I was highly entertained by and almost decided that it was headcanon is that we don't know how long a year is in in Westeros. Their seasons are all wacky, so maybe when we say that you know someone's reached their seventh name day, maybe that's the equivalent of being twelve for us. 
And I've I've heard another argument, which I don't remember where or if it's actually canon, but that the name day isn't until their second birthday. That you don't name kids until they're old enough that they're not going to die. Well, See, yeah, I but still, they do actually. Sorry, go ahead. I I still feel like that that's just us trying to make ourselves feel better about being fans of what happened to these kids and buying more <laughs> copies and please well, make an uh, yeah. awesome child. But you know what I mean? It's like like Christiana did. I think a lot of people probably made that little okay, this isn't real kids, you know, or whatever, because you can't you couldn't picture them at the, the at um. Mm-hmm. You know, at that point, they didn't really have faces. Well, they also, like like I said, I mean, they just, the even the it's not just a matter of, well, I don't want something like this to happen to a, a seven-year-old. It's more just like the character didn't act like a seven-year-old in the book. Mm-hmm. Right, right. But I think what Chooch said about medieval times, I think that you see that play out in, like, third world countries and, and stuff like that in our own world, too. So I mm-hmm. I think, you know... I think if everybody lives to 200, then your your juvenile stage lasts maybe as long as mine and Chooch's is. Although <laughs> these are so far. really well-off kids, too. They're all mostly... Yeah, they're from the houses, <clears throat> yeah. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, so in any case, uh, the nature of the show production means that every season we've got another year on these actors – regardless of whether a year was intended to have gone by mm-hmm. um, from right. one season to the next in the produ- in the story. Uh, so that, I mean, and I think Bran is, of course, where we see that, you know, most dramatically, just in the sense that uh, he has changed physically more than, you know, a lot of the others, and especially, cor- you know, just in corresponding to how much time is supposed to have passed for him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, by the way, I looked it up. Apparently, the name day is from the beginning, uh, especially for um, those with names, uh, you know, like the Starks and those with big houses. It's the free folk that wait two years. Mm. So. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I, that does so the make show sense. has been as traumatizing as I thought it had. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it, it's, it's meant to be an element of showing how how hard their life is up there, right? You know, it's the yeah. idea is they have such a high infant mortality rate that it's kind of like, yeah, I'll try not to get too attached until they're, they look like they're going to make it. Mm. Fun times. <laughs> yeah. Or a walker comes and snakes them. <laughs> I guess maybe that's just applies to Craster's kids. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That was a sort of a special arrangement. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So are there any uh, characters that you want to see this season that you don't think we'll see? Hmm. See, that's that again. Does that see, get into it's, the spoiler thing? Yes. Well, well it's just fascinating to talk about was <laughs> what what does a spoiler mean anymore when they're diverging the so much? we got to stop. We've got to stop at what season four. Well, but here, here's where it's still tricky. Hypothetically... <laughs> If there's a character in the book that the show is planning to just not use at all, right? then it wouldn't be a spoiler for the show to say that at this point in the book there was a character that played this role. But we don't know for sure if I we're going to – I will say this. My <laughs> darling, beloved ginger fiancé. 
<laughs> I have worked very hard for Chooch not to get spoiled on a certain point. Well, I'm not. I I'm don't want to blow that. I'm not asking permission to bring it up. I'm oh, just no, saying I'm... how it's it's interesting to it's a different question mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. anymore because it's not, we can't have a guarantee that what happened in the book is what's going to happen in the show. And so, especially when yeah. like, uh, you know, we're all dancing around one particular plot point, but there's even another one that is less emotionally impactful mm-hmm. and yet still enormously relevant for the series at large mm-hmm. uh, that also happened midway through book three that they just, it just hasn't happened. We just haven't heard anything about that character in mm-hmm. all that time. And, and, and so, and it happened before many other big events. And so even if it happened now, the chronology would be completely out of order compared to in the books. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and there's whole, there's whole subplots that it looks like the show is just going to skip entirely. So is it a spoiler to talk about what happened in the books with that subplot? Because we don't even know if they're going to do it in the show. I think it's an interesting question. How have we erred in the past? Have we erred on the side of not being a potential future spoiler? Like if it's something as important, um, that's an important point. I, I, I just kind of feel like it's eventually going to make it into the story, but... Yeah, I think uh, I if we've gone past a scene and something didn't happen, you know, if part of something happened and the other part didn't, that we were able to talk about it. Like, for instance, um, when Tyrion and Jamie say goodbye and my big upset there, we were yeah. able to talk about that because that's already happened. Yeah, done. Um, but mm-hmm. if it hasn't happened yet entirely, I don't think we can really talk about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But we can talk about it after it's quite evident like for instance if part of whatever's supposed to have happened happens like for instance i mean uh lisa goes down out the 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 sky door the moon door sorry mm-hmm. um the singer wasn't there you know right. we could talk about the fact that there was a singer there and that was a whole other aspect but i don't well, know but there's another one that's bugging me just because there was a whole um there was a whole meaningful component to it that did get set up and is a loose end now because they haven't right. done that. Whereas it wasn't a loose end in the show. It was very straightforward. You're going to have to tell me which one that is. Cause I'm not sure what you're talking about. Um, for viewers and listeners, if any of you have like opinions <laughs> or concerns or anything like that, then um, let us know either in the comments now or at our website, BTW. What is it? BTW podcast? No, BTW no. podcast at specficmedia.com. Um, I, I think I can, uh, I, I'll, if I just say the region that what okay. I'm talking about takes place in, um, there was a significant development midway through book three for the Iron Islands that has not happened in the show at all. Ah, uh, yes, yes. I think that that may still happen. Well, it might, but right now, if it happens now, then it's no longer connected to the thing that it was connected to in the book. Oh, I agree. I agree. But I yeah. still think that it, it could possibly happen. Like, for instance, there's something quite large that happens in Dorne, uh, and we haven't seen anything about it, but I still think it could happen. Well, but it. like that, I think we're, we're, not, we're not so obviously past that, though. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's true. 
you know, I think even we're, if we're dancing around stuff. Yeah. I um, think we're just going to have to make the call as things come up. And, yeah. so, you know, we're just going to handle spoilers like we always have, which is be a little bit more on the careful side because we know that people watch and listen specifically because we don't spoil. Mm-hmm. But um, can some, I ask everybody a question? Sure. Okay. Um, now it's kind of like I've asked it every season for the last couple seasons. And for the last two seasons, Chooch's answer to the question, what are you most hoping to see happen this season for any particular <laughs> favorite character or or area that we're now set up to possibly see based on what happened at the end of season four? Um, Chooch answered for two seasons in a row that he wanted to see Joffrey die. So <laughs> that Check. wish fulfilled, honey. Um, and, uh, so, uh, does anybody want to give those? I can, I can, um, sure. Uh, before we do that though, we have just a couple of comments that I want to read out. Uh, awesome. pancake sprawl mm-hmm. says it's, uh, that's terrible. I think they could have stretched some of the books out among more seasons. In my opinion, I agree mm-hmm. with you, pancake sprawl. Um, I, I would have loved to have had at least two seasons for every book. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just have this show go on forever. I don't <laughs> care if, uh, if if Maisie Williams has to cash social security, you know, pensioner checks at the same time as filming, I'll be happy. Um, and he also says the strong Belwaz subplot not being in the show is sad for me. I agree. We did talk about that at length um, and how on the screen we believe they probably just didn't think that uh, people would get it. Um I don't know. I think they just wanted to give that those actions to another character to help prop him up. Yeah, maybe. Um, the I have mixed feelings about this idea because although I love the books and having significant elements of the books not be in the show, for example, Strong Belwas, uh, for example, um, you know some of the stuff in the Iron Islands, some of the stuff in Dorne that it looks like they might not cover. Um, I, you know, so I miss that stuff, and I feel like I would have been interested to see how that gets shown in the show. As an adaptation, I'm, I am also very much of the opinion that the show is not obligated to the books. The show is obligated to being the best version of itself that it can be, not to depicting every single thing that happens in the books. And so I think the showrunners made the call that sure, we could have taken this story and stretched it out for another season, but that season wouldn't have been as good as the season they did by condensing it. And so that's, I think, the, the call they made. And I think, you know, while you could potentially dis- you know, disagree or argue about whether individual creative decisions were the right one or not, I think that's still the right priority for them to make is – what makes the TV show the best version of itself, not just what makes it the best depiction of what happens in the books. Yeah. Plus, you know, they have, you know, industry experts that make millions and millions and millions of dollars that know what people want to see and what they don't want to see and what, you know, how audiences react to things. And they're not right. You know, they're not making the show for the book lovers. You know, they're making it well, right, money yeah. to ex- expand the story to more people. And hopefully they'll become book lovers and, mm-hmm. and read it and all that. But so when you look at a 10-episode season arc, 
they have to make changes to the story to hit the beats at the, you know, the episodes they want to have the highs and the lows mm-hmm. and, you know, TV science and to mm-hmm. weave that into, into something in which I think they've been a hundred percent successful. You know, I think the, the, yeah. the awards show it. And for me, <laughs> season after season just gets better and better. So, yeah. Well, and it's, it's, it's like you said, I mean, there's an awful lot of people who just watch the show, Right probably more people like that who just watched the show than people who um, have read the books and are now watching the show just by numbers. And so really they have, you know, they have to be able to focus on, on those people because you can't lean on the books and therefore alienate two thirds of your audience. Um, but the other element that the show struggles with is logistics with uh, actors, not just in terms of them aging, but just in, you know, we, Theon is a perfect example that in the books, he just disappeared for two whole books. And then we learned what happened in the meantime through flashback. But you can't do that with the actor because if you don't hire him to be in episodes, he's going to go off and get some other job and might not be available when you want to come back to do that part of the story. Uh, and so they need to keep writing scenes to keep Alfie Allen on the show, which means they have to change the order that things were portrayed in the books, you know? And so that's another example. And so another, another good point would be um, Kevin Lannister's role in uh, Tyrion's trial, for example, in the books, this is Tywin's brother for anyone who doesn't remember. We've seen him a couple of times in season one and two, uh, but not recently. And he had a role in the books during Tyrion's trial, but it's not super significant, and it might have diluted the impact of some of those scenes to have this character we don't really remember very well coming in and doing stuff. And then also just having this character we haven't seen very much need to show up for four episodes, and then what, does he go away again? What are we doing there? And so it's it's... it. I think it makes more sense if they want to use Kevin to just say, well, he came back because Tywin was killed, you know, and then you can just have him introduced in just this new season instead of having to have him also in the last third of the previous season. It's, there's logistics that also play into some of these creative decisions. And then that brings up the whole thing about the last two books um, are written. They they can't exactly follow the last two books because they're kind of split up mm-hmm. north and south. So you can't say, okay, by our characters that we, uh, we've we been basically using as the show's main faces, we're not going to have you for a season. That's not going to happen. They're not going to have yeah. Peter Dinklage not on the show. I mean, that's just not happening. So they're going to have to definitely go out of order. So this season isn't exactly going to be Feast for Crows. It's going to be Feast for Dragons, you know? <laughs> well. And what's weird, though, is that, I mean, it's like it's even already yeah. past both of those books in some things because, yeah. like, Bran's storyline is now 100% caught up to where he is at the end of book five. Bran, Brienne, uh, Theon, so yeah. many of them, yeah. Uh, so, well, Theon, I think, has stuff in book five that hasn't happened yet. but uh, Yeah, I'm just saying, like, they brought all those, those book five things right. into place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's definitely 
I think this season, more than any of the others so far, I mean, you know, they've come out and said this, but this season I think is going to be the one where we see some really big, significant changes, not just kind of shuffling around, but like, you know, elimination of entire subplots and um, maybe even some really fundamental changes. And then add that to the fact that some of the story they're going to tell is probably stuff that has not, just not, has not happened in the book yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mike writes in, you would think it would be something as easy as having longer seasons, which I think is just the economics of how much money they spend on each season already. Well, yeah. yeah, And 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 just how long it takes them already to make the 10 episodes. You can't just easily double that. Yeah, they're they're already spending a good portion of time making these episodes. And then you have to think about HBO has like – They've come up with a really great system of keeping people hooked on subscribing, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, seasons start in the middle of a subscriber month, and they end in the middle of a subscriber month, and you go from one hit show to another hit show. So yeah. essentially, you've got people subscribing to HBO continuously because, well, I can't stop now because next it's going to be True Blood or next it's going to be Treme mm-hmm. or next I, – I don't know all the shows, you know, all, all the different shows. that they're <laughs> Empire board, or Boardwalk Empire, that's what it is, sorry. Uh, and, and it's actually quite genius and kudos to HBO for coming up with that formula where if they made one of their shows go outside of that formula – they would mess up everything and eventually they'd end up on a subscriber month and somebody would go, Oh wait, I guess I can stop now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an interesting dilemma. I mean, obviously we can, we can make all sorts of excuses on their behalf for why they do things the way they do, but it's also, it's legitimate to have feelings about, you know, something being different than what we have in mind. You know, mm-hmm. that's not unreasonable, for Pancake Sprawl to be sad to not see Strong Bell was depicted on screen or the idea that we just want more Game of Thrones, give us more. But it's also just, I mean, if they're doing twice the season, you know, like it's, again, it's the same question of are they just stretching out the story? Because that if you do double the episodes per season, you're, you're burning through the story twice as fast now. Yeah, you don't want that. like you don't you don't want them to just go through it quicker. <laughs> yeah. I think a big part of what makes the Game of Thrones show so good is that is the way that they are condensing and adapting the story. And I mean, cuz remember back when the pre-season 1, what people were saying about this was that the book was unfilmable. Yep. And how are they going to make a good TV show of this? It's crazy. There's characters all over the place. It's a weird world that's got weird rules. We don't know what's going on. Do people even want to see gritty fantasy anymore? I mean, all of these things are obviously answered that, yes, we do want those things now, but it's answered that way because they have succeeded at making such a great show. So I think uh, some of the things that feel like they would, you know, we wish we could see. I mean, maybe those are just the sacrifices we have to make to have a show that's as good as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I do know that um, the pacing on this show is quite good, in my opinion. How many mm-hmm. times do we finish watching a show and go, wait, it's over? 
And whenever that happens, I know that's a good show because it means I didn't get distracted. I didn't, I didn't go, all right, is this almost done? Um, which is great. I mean, to get, to get people to watch an hour long show these days, I mean, when shows are getting shorter and shorter and some of the best, uh, watch shows are 15 minutes long, um, to have people watching an hour long show and then go, wait, it's done. That's it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's a, that's a good sign. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're obviously insane, but I'll watch an episode three or four times. And even on the third watching, have the same, it's already over. <laughs> um, I feel like my my uh, typical procedure tends to be something big will happen and I'll look at the clock saying, oh, is it almost over? And then realize, oh, we're only 12 minutes in. And then next thing I know, it's over. And it's like, wait a minute, but we were only 12. Oh, gosh, that was 40 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the, the pacing of the show is is great. And I think that is largely due to them sort of expertly trimming and tucking the story where they feel like they need to. Um, and for as many things as we've missed that I liked. There's also been things that they changed or added that I really like even better in the show. Like how great was Arya as Tywin's cupbearer in season two? Like that didn't happen in the books, but that was great. That was great. Yeah. And we've said a few times, Varys and Littlefinger conversations and, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have been watching the wire way behind the rest of the planet. (laughs) Carcetti. Uh, yeah. He just became mayor, and it's been really cool to see that actor do such a totally different role. Still political mm-hmm. machinations, mm-hmm. but he's a sexual being. and yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's weird. <laughs> he enunciates yeah. words totally differently. The Wire is such a it, – it's so good, but it's not easy. You have mm-hmm. to be willing to emotionally invest. Um. The other one of the other things that I thought was a great change in just in the in the most recent season was the whole confrontation with uh, Brienne and Pod and the Hound and Arya. I mean, it ended up with everybody in a similar spot to where they they ended up in the books, but how they got there was very different, and having those characters meet in the way they did was very different. And I really liked it. It was very satisfying yeah. to have all those characters meet in the way they did. And they ended up in more or less the same place, but the way they got them there, I thought was actually better than what happened in the books. Right on. <laughs> That's how I felt about it, anyway. So, we have any anybody else have other links or news or concepts? <laughs> Dogs knocking things over. Oh my. <laughs> Uh, I think we got news that Martin says that he is going to try to have the next book come out in 2016. Yay. Yeah, I reread the series <laughs> the last time he announced a book launch, and it was two years later, so I'm yeah. going to hold my breath on this I do, one. I do like the name of this book. He has, like, code names. I mean, we all know it's going to be Winds of Winter, but um, for Dance with Dragon, he called it Kong. And this one is Son of Kong. So nice. whenever he talks about it, he's talking about Son of Kong, which I, I just love. 
<laughs> well, I, you know, as far as the announcement, I think the, the, the real flavor of it was that people were kind of still holding out hope of maybe 2015. And so I think he is simultaneously saying probably not, but 2016 for sure. Yeah. is the flavor of what he said. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a more workable time frame. Yeah. Which I think most people were expecting, you know. Mhm. A lot more people were expecting. Oh, uh so I do have a couple other things I wanted to mention. Uh so Maisie Williams is going to guest in Doctor Who. Mhm. Which will be a lot of fun. Um as we know, many actors have already been on Doctor Who and Doctor Who actors or spin-off actors have been on Game of Thrones but there was one and I'm I'm just pulling it up now there was one that was in Classic Who which I thought was really kind of neat and that I didn't know about so I will get there in just a moment um, as um while you're Looking at that, yeah. Pancake Sprawl says, yes, I agree with the various Littlefinger conversations, the Arya Cupbearer scenes, and also the Queen of Thorns was awesome to see more of her. Yes. I love her. Did I actually interrupt you? I kind of meant to be like you were going to look no, something up. And so, okay, good. That's great. So, don't, don't, don't try to second guess myself. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so Julian Glover, who played Grandmeister Pycelle, uh, was Garath in City of Death, and I don't know, let me find a year for City of Death, but uh, he's very, very young, and you'd never recognize him. Uh, is that uh, one of the really old ones, or is that the one where they were, uh, the Daleks went to 1920s America? Um, no, it's one of the old ones. It's uh, the second serial of the seventh season. Mm. So that is 1979. Ooh. So that's 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 pretty cool. Um, <laughs> Diana Rigg was in Doctor Who, and I think most of the credits that I read were all uh, new Who. So it was kind of mm -hmm. neat to see one from Classic Who. So I thought that was that was definitely cool. Um, nice. And then uh, there was a question that was posed somewhere, and I thought it'd be fun to ask uh, on this cast just because, well, it's fun. Um, if you could have Oberyn Martell or Ned Stark back, who would you want back for the story? Oberyn, in a heartbeat. <laughs> That's my answer. Yeah. Church? That's pretty easy, Oberyn. <laughs> Viv? Oberyn. <laughs> I love you guys. Because, <laughs> you know, Ned filled a role and then he he completed the his journey. Change. And, uh, yeah. you know, so, and at this point, like, the, the the whole Stark house is just kind of destroyed as a collective entity. You know, you've got the various Stark diaspora um, everywhere. But, uh, you know, I just don't know what Ned would do if he was back. Whereas Oberyn, I mean, the whole thing that made his death so powerful is that he had unfinished business. He was in the middle of his whole life mission. Right. And it just got interrupted by him being too cocky in taking on the mountain. So Tech just ran up here and he said, did you really just ask if if, if you want Oberyn Martell or <laughs> Ned Stark back? Is that even a question? Like, that's not a question. Nobody knows. And I'm like, so who do you want? And he's like, well, Dorn, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I feel like if Ned came back, he'd just lose his head all over again because he'd yeah. be all honorable. 
Well, I don't know, though. Maybe it depends on uh, how does he come back, because if he's Ooh. resurrected, maybe he'd be all bitter and dark and anti-hero now. Maybe. Well, I mean, it, I mean, if it had not happened, if he had if if the promise that had been given to him had been kept, which is if you say this, we'll let you live out your life on the wall, you know, as um one of the Night's Watch. And mm-hmm. then, as we know from the show, it's not a spoiler. Um, Joffrey at the last minute just lopped his head off. Um, so he had already shown that in this circumstance, at least, he was willing to lie and say, you know, it's, none of that's true. I made it all up. And then Joffrey, you know, killed him anyways. So mm-hmm. I mean, the real question, I think, would be what if Joffrey had sent Ned to the wall? What would have happened? I think that is that's really, I think, more interesting and and could lead to like an alternate universe kind of world of answers. But <laughs> um, Pancake Sprawl in the comments says, who would even want Ned Stark back? He's a boring idiot, LOL. <laughs> he created, I mean, he did a lot of shit stirring, though. I mean, he really created a lot of what yeah. is, a lot he of what's going a lot on of people's hands. reaction. He yeah. totally did. He He basically made the, the War of the Five Kings or whatever they called it. Yep. Um, yeah. You know, he made that happen. He put that into action. Or actually, Robert did by forcing him to be his hand. Yeah. Well, it, it was a whole chain of events there. But certainly, killing Ned was the thing that could not stand for an awful lot of people right. in Westeros. Right. Um, yeah. Mike McCauley also says, uh, it would be awesome to have an episode of Doctor Who in which the TARDIS lands in Westeros. <laughs> uh, maybe even run into Arya. <laughs> How many franchise monies would that cost, I wonder? Yeah. To get that oh, crossover. Uh, speaking of crossover, this is actually not directly related to Game of Thrones, but uh, they announced that um, uh, Arthur Danville, who was Rory <sighs> on Doctor Who, is going to be on The Flash. I know. Oh, I'm going to have to watch the I'm, I, I'm, the Flash needs to start happening, Chooch. Uh, Flash is pretty great. Crush. Wait, but the Flash is DC, right? I yeah. have a crush. Darn, so there oh, goes all my crossover between Guardians of the Galaxy because Karen Gillum's in Guardian of the Galaxy and it'd be kind of neat. But, uh, yeah. Well, you know, there's not a rule that you can't be in a Marvel movie if you were in a DC movie. No, Ryan Reynolds proves that. Yeah. Although technically so, the Deadpool movie is not the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's the 20th Century Fox X-Men Fantastic Four universe. Going back right, to Westeros, I <laughs> still yes. want to know. I still want to know what Chooch, 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 what Chooch is most looking forward to oh, yes. this season. Joffrey's dead. You can't right. take the easy answer this time. <laughs> Do you want uh, Toman to die next? No, no, no. Um, I think what I'm most excited to see, well, really too, it's kind of split between Starks, Arya. I've just been waiting and waiting and waiting to have her go to Bravos and, and see how that unfolds. And of course, Bran, you know, he's going to yeah. fly. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Um, after everything he's been through and just that epic ending of just this whole new world unfolding. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't wait to see what that's all about. How about you, Nettie? 
Um, it's really hard to think about what I want to see because, you know, the the books don't really match what we're going to see because of the Right, books. ignore like, the books. Yeah. Ignore um, the books. I would based love on the show. See, I would love to see more of the Queen of Thorns. I really hope that mm-hmm. she stays in King's Landing and that we get to have more of her involved with the intrigue going on there. Right. I, I think that'll be excellent. Um, there is something that I'm interested in, uh, coming down from the North. Uh, that'll be very cool. Uh, and I'm, I'm excited because I think we're getting to a point where the dragons are getting big enough that they're going to be more a part of the story, or at least I hope they are. It'll be interesting to see what they do considering, um, how much it costs to have them on screen. So they found um, they struck a really good balance last season. Though. They did. They really did. So I, I'm I'm very interested to see how that how that goes, mm-hmm. and how that's going to actually work out. And of course, I mean, Tyrion is on his way to to the east. Yes, that is going to be filled with things that should be interesting. With Varys, yes, with Varys, and especially since his leaving King's Landing, while yes, he did still kill his father and Shay, there's a lot less things that happened that I think will affect his character as much. I don't mm. think it'll be the same thing that I'm expecting. So I'm, I'm actually, I think I'll enjoy him there more on the show. Yeah, well. I I think there's probably plenty of stuff for him to be bummed about, but yeah, there's going to be one specific element of it that they're probably not going to be dwelling on as much, which I think I agree with you. That is, I'm not going to miss it. Um, (laughs) I can't wait to see the sand snakes. Oh yeah. yeah. Dorn's going to be awesome. They're some of my favorites. Um, I do not get why people don't like the Dorn stuff in book four. I think that stuff is super cool. I agree. And I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm trying to think. Also, uh, Arya in Bravos. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So these are my characters. (laughs) Well, the the big one for me is Brienne and Gendry. I'm mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see what they're going to do there because those are two, not Gendry, Podrick. It was Brian and Podrick mm-hmm. that yes. were together at the end. <laughs> Brian and Gendry. Oh, what was I thinking? It's Arya and Gendry I went together. Well, um, that's because Gendry and Pod, the actors look so much alike they now. They do. Really Although, confusing. yeah, I mean, I still got to give it to Gendry, but, you know, Pod has now this, this like, elusive uh, – Allure now. What did he do? <laughs> what did he do? They wouldn't take money. <laughs> um, uh, in the comments, we have uh, Mark Kilfoyle in the comments now. Hi. Um, Hi. He, he's saying, uh, been watching House of Anubis lately. I'm not sure what that is, but um, was surprised to see Eugene Simon, Lancel Lannister, and Francis McGee, Yorin, both in that series in very different roles. Oh, cool. Um, and then he also says, clearly Bran becomes a dragon tamer, controlling them with his mind powers. <laughs> that was one of my predictions. <laughs> oh, that he could steer the dragons? Yeah. And he'd warg them, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, that seems like a likely possibility to me. Yeah. Although, and again, that's not a spoiler because Chooch hasn't read the book. Well, well, well it's also something that hasn't happened too. yet in the books. We wouldn't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it hasn't? Um, 
No, I'm kidding. <laughs> if I was acting like that was a spoiler. Well, just in I just in a bit of like world building geekery though, what I can't help but wonder is given that the children of the forest's whole deal seems to be tied to the weirwood trees, would they be able to have any visibility of what's going on across the narrow sea where there's not any of the weirwood trees? So many questions. Anyway though, uh there's more comments. Uh, Mike McCauley says, has anyone else heard the rumor that they were planning on giving Bran the season off this year? Um, no. Pancake Sprawl follows up just to say on the same thought, no, but I didn't know how, I don't know how that would work. They would just kill his storyline for an entire season? I I specifically don't spoil myself on this show. I know what's going to happen in the books through the end of book four, although I'm rereading it just to refresh my lousy memory. Um, I, I, I can't imagine how they would do that, you know, but I can see it still being something that's possible because there are so many dynamic characters that even if we lost Bran for a season, which I don't know, because again, I avoid the spoilers, um, I I still think that there are so many compelling actors and I, I am a major, huge Bran Bran lover, um, <laughs> lover of Bran Stark. That way, just uh, very regular. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I don't. Um, but I think I think it would be okay. It would be, you know, it would they would be able to put focus on other characters more, either either by more time or a different character coming in that may be more important currently with what they're doing. Did that make sense? <laughs> yeah. I think it'll be fine. It'll work out. <laughs> um, Mike McCauley follows up saying um, he's he's not sure himself. He's unspoiled like Chooch. Mark Kilfoyle says, House of Anubis is a Nickelodeon UK show based around a boarding school where an Egyptologist's legacy and Egyptian powers plus mystery are integrated with kids' lives. Fun, silly, young adult fun. I'm looking for my pen to write that down. Somebody remember that. I want to find I it. I didn't know there was Nickelodeon UK. I didn't either. Was different. Yeah, I didn't um, love stuff either. Uh, Mark also speculates either that or Bran himself becomes a dragon. Ooh. Ooh. So um, on the Bran not being in the show, I had heard that, um, and I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want to spoil anything. Mm. Um, but the explanation for why he may not be uh, basically makes sense. Yeah. Because we're mm. up to where he is in the books. Yeah. So that, that storyline is caught up. It's kind of ahead of everybody else. Yeah. So, and so certainly if they're going to connect in ways that we haven't seen yet, even in the books, um, they might have to let everybody else catch up. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder if having like a season away and letting um, the actor actually go through, because he's he's in a growth spurt like crazy, where sometimes from episode to episode, he looks yeah. like a different person. Yeah. Maybe giving him a chance to go through that bit of puberty, he <laughs> will be able to handle it a little bit better. Well, I, I can tell you in IMAX, there was some peach fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. At least that's what I saw. Our little brand is growing up. And, and then they could pop. And this is all speculation because, again, Bran is caught up. But if they took a break from Bran and they come back to him and he's older, 
like he'll be more integrated with the tree maybe and that'll be like a whole um like difference in life and any physical changes will be easy to see and then mm-hmm. maybe they kind of had to push him to get him to the tree so that um people weren't going jesus kid is just growing like a weed and it's only mm-hmm. supposed to be a couple of months and mm-hmm. and they were kind of racing it to deal with the kid's physiology i mean He's 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 sprouting like Neville Longbottom. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Girl, <laughs> um, nobody sprouted like Neville Longbottom. <laughs> oh, oh that gracious. kid is going to be handsome in a couple of years. He's he going is. to be I, Neville. cuter um, than than the actor that plays Neville. Trust me. <laughs> um, Mark says Bran sits in a tree for a season and then he leaves. Uh-huh. <laughs> now we we do have the uh the pun master in the chat right now so get used to those people <laughs> you're oh, underwater i'm sorry <laughs> i try to be so thoughtful and mute things and yeah another thing that i had missed um the uh game of thrones mixtape Catch the Throne. Oh. So last year there was Catch the Throne, which was, um, well, the, the list of artists I have here, Big Boy, Common, Whale, Kilo Kish, and others. So um, songs themed on Game of Thrones, and all songs have samples from music from the season. And uh. the Volume 2 has been announced, and a couple songs have been released. And, and this go-around... It has the likes of Snoop Dogg, Method Man, um, but they're adding a bunch of metal. So we have hmm. Mastodon, Anthrax, right. Kill Switch. Oh, I saw the Anthrax. Mushroom Head, and uh, and yeah, we saw a little uh, a blip on uh, on HBO in between a different show we were watching. They had a kind of like behind the scenes of the mixtape, and they showed Anthrax doing some stuff and and basically saying. Um, you know that the wildlings are all metalheads, <laughs> and then they, they like played some of the music and showed them attacking the wall. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it totally fits. I love Scott Ian in that world. It just works for me so beautifully. <laughs> Did anybody listen to last year's? I didn't. I didn't. Last year's what? This was a thing. The mixtape. The mixtape. No, no, no. Ah, yeah. So, yeah, I didn't listen to last year's. um, But it's interesting. So, yeah, apparently they're all original songs. And so they'll have lyrical content that is based on the show. And then, like I said, they each use samples of music that was used throughout the season. So they are individualized to each specific season. Sounds pretty interesting. Um, We have uh, in the chat, Danelle Wheeler says, look at Henry from Once Upon a Time. It's only been four seasons and he is taller than everyone. And it's weird when he hugs people. (laughs) I'm not watching that show, but I'll take take, uh, Danelle's word for it there. (laughs) <laughs> Hi, Hello, girl. Uh, and then Mark asks, if you apply dragon fire to the Iron Isles, do you make dragon glass? And does that forget? 
does that forge, forge them into an army against the White Walkers? <laughs> uh, I think both Nutty and I have the same thought here, I'm which not is chemistry. I don't know. the Iron Islands, no, but that's what Dragonstone is. Stannis' yep. old base of operations, that whole island is practically all dragonglass. Yeah. Um, so that uh, there definitely are sources of dragon glass it, it, should they know that they need some. And and uh, this is well, and if spoiler. anybody forgets, it's, hmm, this Sorry. isn't a spoiler, but there is speculation that uh, Dragonstone is a dragon, mm-hmm. that the stone is a stone dragon. Well, right. I was yeah. just gonna say that in case you forget, it is shaped exactly like a dragon. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like that would explain why, dragon, you know. Well, rem- they they didn't make a big point of it yeah. in the show, but remember that was originally what Melisandre's whole deal was: was she was trying to use her magic to make the dragon wake up or come alive or whatever. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. They didn't make a big deal about it, but they didn't mention it. Yep. But Dragonstone is, I mean, like you said, you got the dragon glass, you got the dragon there. Uh, you got the fact that it was the seat of the Targaryens for so long. Um, it's it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that I've said before in my wild-ass guess, speculation, but it seems to make sense, all these things happening at the same time, that all these kind of magical, mystical elements seem to be linked in some way. You yeah. Know, all mm-hmm. of a sudden, there's dragons again, and walkers are on the move. That's right. Seems unlikely to be a coincidence. Yeah. Well, and just you know the um, sign of fire, and, and not only that, but remember the uh, like the the red the uh, the red priests have power now, and you know we we heard from uh, I mean Melisandre has in in her conversation with Thoros, they both kind of talk about how you know we were kind of faking it for a while, but it's real now. <laughs> yep. Yep, and, and and how surprised she was that he could bring someone back. And she's like, wait a minute, what? I can't do that. <laughs> Why can you do that? <laughs> Ooh, Mark says, is this going to be a Macbeth-like quote? When the dragonstone flies, the walker dies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so glad he's caught up now. <laughs> I'm waiting on Dave Slusher. Yes, waiting to hear from him on his progress. Uh, he's catching up. Um, and then uh, Mila from Poland, I just learned, uh, has caught herself up. And she's hoping to be completely through last season of our show so that she's ready for this season. So, hi, Mila. <laughs> Welcome. All oh, right. So I is that it? Oh, there's one question, and, and the chat room may need a little time to think on it um traditionally each season we've done a contest all right and that contest generally consists of two things and uh so we were going to talk about what those things should be for episode one Mm -hmm. what are we likely to see and how Um, are we going to do the contest is it going to be different now yeah because none of us really like counting no no none Mm -hmm. of us do yeah, we need to, because, see, because numbers are so good in terms of people being able to guess things, mm-hmm. but it's such a pain to score. Um, 
maybe we can make something where it's it, it's not about guessing the right number of something um or we could just make it a, a higher level thing like how many scenes in a certain location but that's less interesting yeah. Yeah, for now, I think we can go ahead and stick with numbers, but. I I, I like the idea of just send us in some, some feedback and, and we'll throw you guys into a hat and pick someone. Yeah, that's a good idea, too. Um, incidentally, Mark says three months, four seasons, a lot less sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Dave Slusher says progress stalls, no reading or TV watching since we talked. Hmm. Oh. It happens. <laughs> we totally understand, Dave, but it was so fun to talk to you guys the totally. other night. We mm-hmm. should mention that. We were on Dave Slusher's. Oh, that's right. The Evil, Evil Genius, Genius Chronicles. Yes. Yeah. He talked to all of us, poor sucker. Didn't know what he was in for and ended up with <laughs> quite a long bit of audio. <laughs> but it's always fun to talk to him, and he's got that up in his feed now. Mm-hmm. And I've already kind of twisted his arm to join Chooch and Christiana and I on a consumption episode to talk comic books because dude knows comics. <laughs> Plus, I've been itchy to talk about comics with somebody. Yeah. I, I've got a couple of other suggestions um, for people. We'll talk about it offline, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. So do we want to do any kind of a survey or poll for the first episode of the show? Or do we just want to kind of... Um, how about we just go uh, old-fashioned deaths? Yeah. How many How of many characters, characters killed? Yeah, yeah named Standard characters. Rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's counting? I'll do it. Not it. <laughs> Not it. <laughs> I was going to volunteer, but Chooch beat me to it. <laughs> oh, then, then what a drag. Because Chooch already yeah. has the audio. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Aw, I didn't think that would work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Christiana. Um, and right. and there was I wanted to make a quick announcement that um, Balticon is Memorial Day weekend um, at the Hunt Valley Inn or Wyndham or Marriott or whatever it is this year. And um, there's going to be some room changes. They're doing renovations, but. On Sunday night of Memorial Day weekend, we, the BTW podcast crew, will be hosting the new media party uh, for Balticon. And we've decided to make it a homecoming dance instead of a geek prom this time because we figured that uh, we all kind of need the homecoming and we're doing it in in honor of PG Holyfield. And we are going to be starting up at 10 10 p.m. Nutty, right? I believe so. Yep. Right. We get the room at nine. If anybody wants to volunteer to help us set up or donate food or anything else like that, just, you know, send, send me a message or send you a message or Nutty or Christiana. Just let us know so we can organize it. And we're hoping to have a couple of fun things there and hope you can stop by and enjoy the fun if you're there, Be, at least from 10 to midnight. I don't know what our actual end time is. Nadia, do you know what time uh, we have to leave the room? I'm not sure. I'm not sure there's a specific yeah. end time because usually when security says, yeah, go. yeah, there, <laughs> we've got at least two yeah. hours, and um, because we know what we're doing with tech, uh, it, it's we're a little more flexible. Yeah. So I'm not making any promises. I'm we'll just be there at least to ten from ten midnight. Yeah. We'll be there at least from ten to midnight, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 
and then we can clean up from 12 to 1 and then meet us in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be closed by then. Meet us we'll in the bar. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> All right. So, thank you, everybody. Yeah. So, until the actual episode. So, and, and I, I think Viv mentioned briefly oh. if we're going to do a, a reaction show after. Yeah. Which we did last season. Mm-hmm. So, it's a, a much supposedly a much briefer not even a real discussion because it's not well yeah a full episode still brief it's briefer it's just not brief mm-hmm. typically but it's more the reactions of, of direct so, yeah it's, it's the immediate reactions not the in-depth conversations are you are you in christiana do you want to join chuch and i yeah Cool. And Nutty, you're not going to be able yeah. to because you're not going to be able to watch it so. then. Unless I find someone local. If anyone local is listening to this who has HBO, let me know. <laughs> Please um, hook her up, somebody. Otherwise, I have to use HBO Go-ish and uh, get it. <laughs> Ish? Ish. Well, because it's not we exactly available in my country. So. Well, but HBO Now, is that not available? That's not in Canada. Ah. And it's not coming till uh, the 18th. After the show oh. starts, well, those it's very well, do, Canada did come up with a ruling saying that you didn't have to have any fancy packages to get HBO; that you just had to have basic cable. Oh, cool! I don't have basic cable. That's my problem. Yeah, I don't have cable in my house at all. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we wouldn't except for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, so yeah, we will, right. you can catch us on our on our uh, reaction show, and then the <laughs> full in earnest uh, week by week. Thanks a lot for joining, and uh, look forward <laughs> to more. If you'd like to send feedback to Beyond the Wall, you can email us at btw at specficmedia that's B-T-W at S-P-E-C-F-I-C-M-E-D-I-A dot com. Or you could send us a voicemail at 704-315-5884. Or you can comment on the web. Go to specficmedia.com and there you'll find a shiny little button to click on that'll take you right to our page. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike 3.0 Unported License. Feel free to share and remix. Just give us credit and don't charge money for it. Dun 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 Bye, guys. Bye.